Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Peter Joseph, and you're listening to V Radio. Good afternoon, and welcome to this edition of V Radio. Good evening to those of you listening in Europe, and in this case, the Middle East. Um, today, I have two guests. Uh, we may add more panelists as we go, depending on whether or not Salma shows up later. Um, I know she wanted to be here today, but uh, she's not online. Um, another thing that you're going to notice about this episode is my Turkish friend who is on the call. I, I have to talk a little slower than I usually do. Um, so uh, basically, if it sounds like that, it's there's nothing wrong with your sound. I'm just trying to make sure my guest can understand me. <laughs> um, and uh, so today, uh, both Turkey and Egypt are represented on this episode. We're mostly going to be talking about the... Uh, upcoming legislation to severely restrict the internet in Turkey um, and whether or not uh, this is going to be a trend we see elsewhere, although it has also happened in Iran um, and has at times happened in Egypt. Um, We're also going to be discussing the impact that the internet has had on Middle Eastern culture. So first let me uh, introduce my guest. First of all, I'm going to start with Johnson from Turkey. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Johnson. Uh, hello, uh, my name is uh, Johnson Sinangil, and I'm from Turkey. I'm living in Istanbul, and I'm uh, 20 years old, and I'm a student. So uh, when I was checking in the news, in television and the Internet, uh, I uh, I catch uh, news about the Internet that uh, with uh, a new uh, law uh, had entered uh, in commission, and uh, in that law, uh, there is some uh, packets uh, uh, about internet. There is four packets, and uh, you have to uh, choose uh, one of the, these packets, and uh, even you choose uh, the uh, freest one. Uh, that is uh, also, uh, you know, uh, what you say, uh, blocked. Yes. Well, let me uh, go ahead and have my other guest introduce himself, and then we'll start talking about that. Um, He's actually, this will be the second time he's been on V-Radio. Some of you might remember him from my episode of V-Radio that we did live from Egypt during the course of the troubles that were going on there. Um, his name, uh, at least from what he's asked me to call him, is Gamo. Gamo, go ahead and reintroduce yourself to the listeners. Um, hello there. Um, this is Gamo, uh, 22 years old, Egyptian, a university student, um, and that's all. Okay. Um, well, before we get on launch into the topic, I have a tradition on V Radio that I ask. Uh, every new guest, uh, what made you become an activist? What made you decide to get involved in something beyond just everyday life? Uh, so I'm going to ask you, Johnson, to do your best to explain how you went from just being a normal uh, citizen of Turkey um, and then you know, decide to go forward and try to help the world. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, I have to do. I have to say that I, I was never uh, a normal citizen in Turkey. Uh, so I, 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 I 
uh, was always an activist, but after I uh, found the, uh, the Zeitgeist movement and the Venice project, uh, I know you are separated, but uh, after that, uh, I uh, realized uh, something uh, is not uh, just uh, that I know. So, uh, and I found it uh, very uh, scientific and uh, logical. So, uh, I just chosen. It's logical. Okay. Um, and I know we we already had that talk with Gamo. So basically, uh, so what you were saying is you will be able to choose. Uh, between a couple of different packets, is what you stated. Now, I guess you mean, hmm, what's the best way to explain? Basically, that there will be certain configurations for your internet that will determine what you're allowed to look at. Wasn't that it? You said, like, certain websites will be blocked, uh, things like that? Uh, yes, uh, there is already uh, sites uh, in internet blocked, but uh, you can... Uh you can uh, enter with the uh, changing the DNS uh, fixings, uh, something like that. But in new system, uh, I don't know how, but uh, they say that you can do this. Uh, if you do this, uh, this will be uh, this will be the uh, crime, and uh, you're gonna pay off this. So uh, that is the changings. What kind of things are going to be blocked? Uh, they say that uh, 60,000 uh, sites uh, will be blocked. And, uh, of course, there is uh, some sexual sites, but uh, there is also a social network sites, uh, for example, like uh, blogs and the uh, some video stays. Of course, the, there is uh, YouTube, too. They had closing uh, in the past. Uh, they, they will do also and uh, the differences uh, if you are a family uh, government uh, make you in a family package uh, directly if you want to uh, change uh, this you will uh, you have to uh, make a, a contact uh, with government that uh, you, you want to uh, uh, pass the uh, standard packet, uh, the priest one. So I think uh, he, uh, they will, uh, they will fish you. Uh, they will, uh, you know, uh, they will. I don't know the world. Uh, they will uh, save you in a, a data uh, because uh, you choose uh, not to. Uh, Go with government, so you you will be in the blacklist like this. So well, um, I guess basically what you're getting at then is they're going to restrict certain websites and that they're going to impose harsh penalties on anyone yes. who uh, evades your the blocks that you're talking about. And um, obviously, this would probably also mean any kind of website that might be critical of the Turkish government. Yes. Um, ex well, now we're well, not excellent, but yeah, I just want to be sure that we have that clear. But uh, we just added two more panelists. 
Uh, Salma yes. from Egypt. I hope I said your name correctly. Do you want to introduce yeah. yourself? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Salma. I'm from Egypt. Um, I'm 25. And um, uh, I hope you hear me correctly. You sound great. Awesome. All right. We also added, uh, I'm going to do my best. Is it Ma- Mahmoud? I'm sorry if I said that wrong. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's Mahmoud. Okay, good. Well, um, welcome. Uh, I'm going to ask you two the same question I asked the people earlier, but uh, uh, Salma, um, what made you decide to become an activist? What uh, moment changed your life to take you from just being an average citizen of Egypt to uh, deciding to get involved in making the world a better place? Well, um, living in Egypt for (laughs) a long time and seeing it, all this going wrong in this country and it's well it's been a lot um it has to change something you know it has to to make you, you know want to make a difference in anyhow and um um well um i've been working um as a dentist in in some really of the places that's suffering from this uh shit from the economic system it's really been suffering it it made me aware of how big the problem is and that it totally transcends the, the mere corrupt uh, government and uh, there's a much bigger problem. And, of course, after watching the, the Diecast movies at first and uh, and then actually coming to uh, TeamSpeak and, uh, and listening to some of those beautiful people talking, it, it was a definite eye-opener for me and... Uh, and now I know I know there's something that can be done and there's a better direction for the world to go. Excellent. Um Mahmoud, the same question. Well I agree with uh both Salma and uh uh friend from Turkey. Uh it's 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 uh the whole idea is uh is giving a a new perspective uh, uh at looking at the problems. So it's not only does it get, does it say the problem, but also offers a a, a real basis solu- for for the solutions, and that's why we're starting to work here for uh, Egypt as well. Okay. Um, now, Gamo, you suggested that you would like to add somebody from Lebanon. That would be excellent. Um, just have them add me via Skype and PM me, and then I will add them as soon as they're they're available, and then we'll continue the conversation. So, in the meantime. Uh, go ahead, Gamo. Did you have a question? Oh, uh, no. Okay. Okay. Excellent. No, I wish I had known about that. It'd be nice to have more Middle Eastern countries represented. Um, you know, it's an interesting time to live where you guys live. So uh, now let me go ahead and get back to like what got us started with this. Is uh, uh, Johnson here from Turkey uh, contacted me and he linked me to I guess the CNN version uh, from Turkey about the uh, intense restrictions. Uh, somebody was nice enough to explain in the chat that the filters that uh, people would be made to choose from were family, child, domestic, meaning inland, and standard. Uh, So I guess those are the different filters that would be placed on the Internet in Turkey. Um, Now, I guess in Iran, 
and I, I mean, obviously, I, I, sadly, I've never been able to. I've talked to somebody from Iran very briefly on Skype, and then never heard from him again, which was unfortunate. I wanted to have him on the show, uh, but they, you know, it's the internet is already extremely restricted. Uh, do you? Do any of you know anything about that? That was a question to the whole panel. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, it's uh, already known that in Iran, r restrictions are everywhere. Uh, personal freedom, uh, internet. Uh, so I, I would not be surprised to hear that. <clears throat> so uh, did, did that answer? Yes, that answered it just fine. Now, um, getting back to Johnson, uh what has the response been in your country to the introduction of this new restrictions? Uh, it's about the uh, go uh, government, but uh, they had uh, structured uh, a new commission uh, named uh, BTK, uh, like this. And they say that uh, they will uh, do this uh, for uh, childs. Uh, but I don't understand uh, about this. I, I don't believe this. So it they all start... put child's uh, forward, but that is not uh, like child. For example, if you uh, want, uh, I can uh, give you the uh, words that that's, uh, uh, that is not uh, permitted. If you want. I can't say this. This go is ahead. so ridiculous. Oh, okay, uh, you can go talking, and I will uh, find the words, and I will tell you in one minute. Okay, okay? whenever you're ready. Um, okay. All right. Um, we have another person from Turkey who wants to join the call. I thought I already added them. Let me see if I can find them. In the meantime, um, I guess now... Uh, for a brief time during the course of the troubles in Egypt, uh, your internet was shut down. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Now, I guess that was pretty much just a, an off switch on the part of the government. So, and obviously to try to protect the president you know, from news and such uh, controversy to be able to avoid it anyway. Um, so, uh, I guess the first question I would want to ask, because it's relevant to what I was talking about earlier, is um, what uh, impact do you feel um, individually that uh, the Internet has brought to the Middle East and Egypt in particular? Obviously, um, in the Muslim world, obviously, uh, they're getting exposed to things that are making some of the clerics uh, unhappy. Um, so I guess I'll start. First of all, uh, with you, Gamo, uh, well, first of all, how long has the Internet been in Egypt? Uh, well, I, I don't know exactly, but um, we used to uh, uh, we used to get Internet from other countries as, uh, as a service, like we are just an additional city or something. And I guess we started like, uh, like, 1993 or something to get our separate connections. Mm -hmm. We just added another uh, panelist from Turkey. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself uh, 
Your name says Ken. I, is that what yeah, your name is? Yeah, but uh, we are pronouncing that as John in Turkish. Anyway, uh, yeah, so um, since uh, like six years, there is a religious government in Turkey. And um, they have really like fascist rules since six years. And uh, like they're, um, like four years ago, they blocked YouTube on Turkey. And like the yachts and the students were really against it and they found a way to uh, save themselves from this. So they found the website and they were changing their uh, some DNS. And so they, they could uh, go to YouTube and stuff like that. And like um, since four, four years, like Turkey has really problems with uh, religious stuff. Um, because then also like they have really a, a power from the, um, some people from the like, like poor people or uh, workers, you know, like the, the the, the people who are believing to religion and they are like, they just vote themselves and they're just like being lied, all of things, and they are still voting to them. And like since uh, six years, they really have uh, problems with, um, and I think it's like just a normal result of this. So like it's all of the religions, there are uh, always like uh, forbidden things like this. And now like they are, they are saying people that they will make the internet more security. And when they're doing this, they're using sexuality, as always. So, yeah, that's the excuse is uh, basically X-rated material, uh, sexual material. Yeah. But, and but they say, like, they're telling lies, like, uh, they, they want to protect the child. They want to protect the youth. And they say, like, because Internet is not security at all, they can they can uh, have all of, all of in, uh, in, uh, informations which are not true. From internet and they're they're like saying to people that it's it's a bit dangerous. So uh, some people in Turkey are still like uh, just just believes the government that all of the things they say, and that's the problem. Really, like they they never ask the questions to themselves that why or uh, the reasons of it. So in Turkey, actually, like um, since like long time, like in in real uh, in class, in for example, we have religion class, and which is uh, necessary. And our, in our identity cards, we have a part which is writing the religion. And Turkey says that they're a secular country. But in our identity cards, there's a part who, who is writing that our religion. And the funny thing is that when, when you were born, they're just writing Muslim. So when they write Muslim religion there, you have to go to religion class. And it's really a conflict, which is actually a bit uh, stupid, I think. Well, um, welcome to the show, John. Uh, in addition, I guess uh, I would a want to ask you the question, um, how did you become an activist? Was there any specific event that changed your views on the world, or were you always uh, somebody who was politically inclined or minded? Actually, um, when I was 14 years old, when I was with my friends, we just, I, just had a, I just had beaten by a policeman when I was just 14. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, he damaged me so much and I was in hospital for two weeks and after this uh, I just started to ask myself like the reasons of this system you know like this this all of things and I just started to read I just started to read from the like like Karl Marx or and after I started to read about some anarchist uh, writers like Emma Goldman or uh, stuff like that so like, I just I just uh, tried to find myself try to my my way I just try to ask questions about this system, about like why, why there is policemen on streets, why like where there is this system or stuff. Like that. 
the, so that's why I became an activist. So from my uh, 14 years old. So yeah, um, after all, uh, I finished the French high school in Turkey, and I just see that there isn't really independence in Turkey. So I came to France to study. I'm in a university uh, university student in France now. So, um, but actually, like when I when you come to another country, you can compare the things better than like uh, just living in one place. So right. yeah, like. Go ahead. So yeah, um, um, yeah. So when I was a kid, I just start to go like read and uh, follow all of like the world movements on the on the earth, like uh, like. of uh, noise from the microphone from the fellow from Lebanon. If Gamo, if you could talk to him and tell him to fix whatever's going on with that, we'll re-add him. I apologize for interrupting you. John, go ahead. Yeah, so I just started to um, follow the news from the from the earth, like uh, like movements on the socialist movements, anarchist movements, uh, like all of the world. So last year in Turkey, there was a IMF meeting. IMF meeting. Okay, I apologize. An IMF meeting? Yeah, there was an IMF meeting, and there was lots of people last year. And when... Uh, when, when I apologize, everybody. I'm not sure why that's happening, but there we go. All right, continue. Yeah, so uh, there, there was an IMF meeting last year, and there were lots of people who came to Istanbul from, like, Europe, from USA, from uh, all of European countries, all of, like, so much people and um i was with um with foreign people because i was making translation to them with turkish people and after uh there was a like a big fight between turks and between uh be- between turkish people and between policemen and the funny thing is that the uh, turkish police didn't touch the foreign people they just attacked the turkish people and like i had one one friend who had been tortured in uh in jail by police because he who, who, uh, he just uh, protests IMF in the streets, and his guilt was, uh, guilty was that, and he was just tortured because of this. And in Turkey, and uh, like when you have this kind of thing, you cannot go to tribunal, you cannot do anything because you cannot do anything against the government because it's the government that you are complaining about, and you are just you cannot say that oh like police uh, tortured me and things like that because they're just protecting him and nothing happens. Right. So continue. Yeah, so um, last year there was an IMF meeting and lots of people were uh, like being beaten by the police. And like the, the funny thing is that like the televisions and all of the media was showing just just violent uh, things of these uh, protesters on the TVs just to make just to tell the people that these kind of people are so violent and they're not like protecting actually the people. They were on a, they just wanted to show the to the public like this. And like when when I go to home and when I just open the TV, I just I just saw that there was a lots of like uh, violent violent things and stuff like that who were just blaming the protesters. Actually, it wasn't like this. They just uh, they just attacked the banks. They just attacked just the banks actually. And but the on the media like they were like showing to public like as there was a terrorist. So they are just using the word of terrorism just to just, just make these people that. Saying to these people to to um, 
to show themselves a bit bad, show this kind of people a bit bad. So like in Turkey, like people are still, um, people are still like actually like in Turkey, people are really having uh, have fear to make politics because in uh, 1980 there was a uh, there was a coup d'état, mm-hmm. military control. Um, because there was lots of uh, Marxist socialist movements in Turkey before uh, 1980, so uh, in and it was the time of Cold War. So USA didn't want to lose this part of the world in Turkey because it's just next to Europe, it's just next to Asia, and it's, it's just next to uh, Africa. So it was a bit strategic point. So uh, USA and USA secret USA agents just they just made pressure to Turkish soldiers, Turkish uh, soldiers to make a um, military control and in 1980 there was a military control in Turkey and like lots of people like my dad who was uh, being tortured by the police and there are lots of people who are being um, killed by the government so in Turkey now like people really have fear to make politics they just have fear to like go to streets and say something because they just have fear that uh, they just had experience on the past they just think that um, this kind of things will happen again like my friend, you know, like he's just being tortured because he just protested. I am. So now, like, uh, there was a leader called Tayyip Erdogan, who is really uh, powerful in Turkey because he's using religion. Really, he's just using the religion to uh, to take the votes of people and to um, to have the power. And so, um, in Turkey, there are really, really like so much classes. Like there are really like so much uh, people who are in work, working class. So in working class, there are really like the religion is so popular. So like when there is some leaders for using the religion, they're just voting them. So in Turkey, like uh, Tayyip Erdogan, is um, he really has the power and like he's um, he's using some tactics of like Adolf Hitler anyway. Like he's using sometimes like propaganda for for kids. For uh, like, um, he's just like making, for example, like Adolf Hitler. He just became uh, pr- uh, president because he uh, he bombed his own uh, government, and he blamed this to. He said that it was communists who did that. And like Tayyip Erdogan, like today, uh, yesterday or today, there was a one policeman of Tayyip Erdogan has been killed, and like he's now on the TVs and he's saying that oh we are just doing it and we we will continue this to die and he's just making propaganda like this and he's really like good at to 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 make propaganda really like he's taking votes and so much votes and like on tvs like for example uh, two years ago he just uh, he just defended palestine so much he was against israel and like in turkey like all everybody was seeing him as a hero and people, all of people think that he's uh, he's so brave and things like that. But they really wanna don't wanna see the bad point, bad sides of Tayyip Erdogan. Like he's really a fascist. Like he has some fascist rules, and like he says like um, for example, this rule anyway, internet club, internet uh, forbidden thing. You know, like it's really like uh, they just don't wanna show something. Like they just fear. You know, like they just wanna. Uh, they're just blocking some sites and like there isn't really so much protest because like the people don't used to do it anyway. When there's something they are not agree with, they just don't go to streets or they're just not don't showing to, to the government that they're not uh happy with it. Because they, they, they just had experience but like there are so much bots coming to them and like there's really a conflict in Turkey, like uh nothing changed. And I think that uh this kind of um fascist rules will will continue to to bad things and you know, like 
to bad ways because he's tired on that leader. He's being more powerful each day, and these kind of rules they are becoming uh, they are becoming so much. And it's not just internet. Like for example, uh, this year there was a forbidden to take alcohols on the street. Like you cannot drink alcohol in the street and um, stuff like that. You know, it's just, it's just um, they're just making people. To, they're just forcing people to live with uh, Muslim rules. Well, let's say it's basically theocracy, um, uh, and it's something that I oppose a great deal, even in the United States. Uh, it doesn't happen very often in the United States, but for example, if uh, if you're of a different religion, sometimes a judge, like when you get divorced, might not let you see your children. Um, but that's it's, it's pretty tough. But you know, um, but overall, I mean, you gave me a good example then of what's going on in Turkey. Now we added the fellow from Lebanon again. Let's see if his microphone's working right. Um, are you there? And not hearing anything. Moin. Hello, Moin. <laughs> okay, well. Can you, man, can you use your mic? We want to hear you, if you can speak. Oh, he doesn't know how to use the mic. Oh, all right, well, <laughs> I guess you can sit and listen with us then, but it's nice to have Lebanon uh, represented on V-Radio, even if he doesn't get to talk. Um <laughs> You put up the laugh symbol. But um, all right. Well, I want to make sure I consult with everybody as well. Um, I was talking about the impact. Actually, I'm going to ask uh, you, John, first. Um, uh, the imp I mean, obviously, he's making this person that you're speaking of, this dictator you're dealing with, is probably highly intimidated by uh, the Internet and its ability to educate you know, his people about alternative ways of governing themselves. Uh, which is probably why he's taking this action to control the internet. Would you agree? Yeah, and um, I think like like um, like he's just using this kind of things, you know, like just for example the the word of security, like everyone's like in in this in this system, like there is using so much this this word, like just security, Secure, security of people, security of that you have your house, your your things. And they're believing that it's policemen who are protecting them. And actually, no, police just uh, protect the rich, not not the, not you anyway. Just just they're just warriors of this system. Anyway, um, and in internet one in Turkey, they're just using this this word so much, the security word, and they're they're uh, they're saying to people that it's it's dangerous to to. To have connect with uh, dangerous sites like sexuality, which is used by like um, you know like just just the things that they just want to have power from these words like sexuality, security, and all of things. I just read the the thing they they um, they published the the ban of internet. They published a text and they're using these words, these two words so much: sexuality and uh, security. And uh, yeah. No, that's basically a fairly common tactic, uh, and I, it's interesting how much things change and then how much things stay the same. Uh, you know, a lot of what you're talking about are things that are very similar to what kind of complaints that we've had here in the United States. Um, in my research, I'm uncovering that I believe that the government, instead of trying to take the Internet because it knows better, um, will probably just get better at using the Internet for propaganda, 
Um, I want to give every panelist an opportunity to speak in length. So um, I'm going to ask this question to you, Salma. Um, uh, how do you feel the Internet has impacted uh, Middle Eastern culture in the Muslim world? <laughs> Whoa, that's uh, – I can answer that in like a year or something. It definitely has impacted us a great deal. Um, we are, we, we are able now to see everything that's happening around us. I mean, in our communities, um, there are a lot of um, propaganda and uh, – and, and methods they're using to try and you know manipulate our minds and which were to a, a great extent easily manipulated, whether be it um, religious beliefs or the, the ghost of security, which has been used like so much, it's now terrible. So um, after seeing all that's happening around us in the world and the internet and um, and there 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 isn't much restriction here. As you would think, uh, over sites and over, uh, you know, things like that, and we are able to communicate to each other and uh, tell each other all that frustrates us, and uh, and tell each other, hey, look, in this country they did that and that, and they are they 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 overcome all these things they were living in and so on. So of course it has impacted us in many ways. Would you say that uh, WikiLeaks? had a lot to do with what happened in Egypt. Well, yeah, to a great extent, but um I I personally think and I don't know if you guys agree with me that that what happened in Egypt um it was totally expected, but due to things that were happening inside and uh, one of the main things that uh, you know triggered the the revolution here was the police brutality and uh, of course the economic and uh, all all other situations but the police brutality was a very main thing it was very frustrating to everyone and um facebook it was all obvious to everyone hey look here here's a guy that was brutally murdered and and beaten up till death because for for doing absolutely nothing but just you know criticizing someone or so on um, but of course, WikiLeaks had, you know, added to our awareness that, uh, that there's much, there's a huge propaganda over all over the world, and that we need to wake up. Well, I certainly don't disagree with that. Um, now I'm going to go ahead and bring on uh, Mahmoud. You didn't really get to talk much. Um, same question: uh, What kind of uh, cultural impacts have you seen in the Middle Eastern world from the internet? Um, is that a question to me? Yes. Okay. Well, I think it has two faces because um, you see the the, re the religious culture we have here. It doesn't. Uh, it's not. Uh, it, it. The internet. I would say the internet is a great tool for people who are searching for science and searching for things that they can't find in a in a in, in a place like. Uh, in a, I mean, other researches outside of Egypt that they can't reach without the internet. But you see, it's. It could be. It could also be a tool could, that could be used uh, for the government by, you know, the religious culture. People themselves maintain the, their culture on the internet, so they don't really. It's it's sort of hard for them. It's not like uh, an internet is an open web, a web where, where someone uh, would be instantly be open to see a lot of things. They themselves pr uh, prevent from th pr that from happening, and you see a lot of a lot of movements now. Uh, ask ask for uh, 
for censorship for adult websites. Here in Egypt, uh, there were like a few days after the protest, some people uh, made events for, uh, for, for that. So it's, it's not always by the government that they would, um, that they would uh, ask for, uh, for censorship. And you see, here in Egypt is a, is a great example for other countries that you don't have to make a law to uh, to uh, to censor the to cut off the internet, they literally cut it off without telling anything, without saying anything, uh, and they just said it's uh, some some mal- um, uh, malfunction and the uh, operating system for the uh, communi- uh, communi- communication companies. So when they do that, they will they won't they, they don't have to make a law or a legislative law for it. They just they're just gonna cut it off, and that's. Uh, uh, and that may happen in, a, in any other place. It may happen in the U.S. or may happen in Europe. Of uh, any other similar uh, similar ev- uh, incidents took place there. Right. Well, you know, um, uh, I, I would also think that, especially, I mean, as you were, you know, because uh, as Salma pointed out, the idea that they can look at what's going on in other countries uh, in a way that they hadn't before. Uh, the idea that uh, different things are exposed to them like different freedoms I I imagine that uh, it makes it much more difficult of course for the theocracy you know your religious people to control everything if you know uh, you can look on the internet to see how other people live Uh, so basically I mean I know that one of the amazing things about the internet for me is that it has allowed me to interact with people from other cultures in ways that I never had before and it changes a lot for me I mean it's uh, for example I mean I, I watch Al Jazeera English fairly common and and I, I have a, a general sense that Al Jazeera English is more accurate about what's going on in the Middle East than most American uh, networks um, I mean actually that's an interesting question I'm going to ask the general uh, opinion of everybody on the call um, I'll start with you Gamo uh, do you think Al Jazeera is a good news network? Indeed, it is. Salma? Oh, yeah. For us, it was the only means for us to know what's actually happening in Egypt <laughs> during the revolution and and still all over the world now. Right. And I presume then, uh, what, do you agree with that, Mahmoud? Well, uh, partly because... Um, uh, Al Jazeera, even though they they might have uh, might have said some uh, some useful uh, might have made some useful reports for Egypt, they certainly have not for uh, the Libyan case because a lot of a lot of false news now. I mean, I I can say that that the internet is more uh, is more um, is more accurate is more authentic for uh, for uh, for trustful resource for uh, trust uh, trustful resource. Uh, uh, sources than Al Jazeera, that's for sure. Now I'm going to ask the Turkish part of the panel, uh, Johnson. Uh, what do you think of Al Jazeera in Turkey? Uh, I, I don't. Uh, I don't see uh, much uh, Al Jazeera, and I, I only use uh, the internet uh, independent uh, news channels, some pages. Do you have I a lot of those them. in Turkey? Uh, yes, in Facebook there's a lot of page and uh, sites uh, like this. Uh, I don't uh, trust anymore the television. What would you say about that, John? 
Yeah, it's the same, and um, but Al Jazeera it's not really popular in Turkey. Like, um, for example, like we don't use it on on TVs. Like we cannot see it because it's in Arabic language. Anyway, um, but in on internet it's like no no one no one uh, use Al Jazeera. But like Johnson said, like there are lots of independent uh, websites about like news and about like against uh, protest websites. Yeah, so um, there are lots of websites, and the thing is that with Internet Fun, I think that they will, they will, the, the sad part of the, this is like they will ban this kind of websites also because they are against the government, they are against to like the things, the things they defend. So I think they will, they will ban this kind of websites also. Well, I mean uh, that's an interesting point. Uh, I'm sorry, did somebody have something to add? Uh, yes. Hello. Uh, oh, excellent. We can hear you from Lebanon. <laughs> yeah. Introduce yourself to everybody. Yeah, okay. Uh, my name is Moanin. Uh It's an Arabic name. Okay. Uh, um, I'm 39 years old, and I am. Uh, I watched, I guess, Addendum and moving forward. Uh, I watched various Addendum uh, around four years back, and, uh, and it was amazing. Uh, I'd like to say something about Al Jazeera because a month ago uh, there was a, uh, um, a news about um, a scientific discovery about Darwin and the origins of uh, man, and they had to uh, change the details in the in the scientific research done because it negates the religious uh, point of view that it holds. So basically, they you're saying they censored uh, evolution. They censored part of the part of the scientific research. Yeah, That's they hit part of it. Now, uh, um, can you, I add something? Another, <laughs> well, uh, Gamo, you go first since you spoke up first. Then, then we're going to go to Johnson, and then we'll go back to Lebanon. <laughs> well, uh, the, uh, the thing I wanted to add is that uh, Al Jazeera in English is a bit different from Al Jazeera Arabic. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, the content, the news, it's a bit modified, it's a bit refined to suit American citizens and their culture because if uh, some of the facts, mainly what's happening in, in Palestine, Israel, it would not be believed if, uh, if taken with the same way you would definitely say that it's targeted or, you know, something like that. And uh, th that was, you know, that was a research, actually. That's not my point of view. Right. Well, um, go ahead, uh, Johnson. Uh, I, I want to uh, say uh, that, uh, you know, the, uh, there's a, a site of Richard Dawkins about uh, evolution and some scientific uh, research, but uh, th there is a guy f from Turkey, uh, Adnan Oktar, uh, uh, he, he just uh, accepted the government that uh, the, that uh, scientific site uh, is, uh, is an insult uh, for, an, uh, for a Islam, and uh, they just uh, closed uh, this. And uh, I'm gonna make you sure that uh, after 22 August uh, there will be 
more uh, forbidden sites about the evolution and other scientific things because they don't want uh, to uh, us to think. Yeah, that's uh, I basically it kind of goes along the lines of that, and it, it's unfortunate that that will happen. That the uh, forces of religion want to keep people ignorant, but that's because religion is a tool of control. Um, now, since uh, I apologize for forgetting your name already, um, the gentleman from Lebanon, um, could you comment on the question that I asked earlier about the the way that uh, you've how has the internet impacted culture in Lebanon? Um, to a great extent, actually. Uh, um, uh, you know, I, I I have some friends from the USA and some other friends from Spain. And if there were no internet, I could I wouldn't be able to know what's going on in their country or what their point of view is regarding what's going on in the world. So basically, then I guess you know. Well, it's good for you. I, I noticed when I added you that it said you were in France right now. Is that correct? I'm sorry. Maybe it was somebody else. Uh, where are you located right now? Northside. Uh, Right now, I'm in Lebanon. Oh, you are in Lebanon. I was thinking of someone else. I apologize. Um, but in any case, uh, so you'd be, it's the only way you can communicate with your families. I imagine that's got to be important. I know that uh, uh, here in Michigan, there are a lot of people from Iraq. And uh, once they got over here, it was pretty much that's the end of it. It's very hard for them to talk to their families. I mean, well, especially now, but um, the, given the state over there. And... Uh, it's interesting, you know, the different things that you're talking about, the tactics that are being used by your various governments. I mean, is the government in Lebanon, do you think it will be clamping down on the Internet, or has it already? Uh, no, I don't think so. So you don't believe that it will? Uh, no, I don't think so, not in the near future. There's, an, there's a monopoly here. Uh, there's a monopoly here on the Internet. Uh, there's only one company which actually gives uh, ISPs all the uh, IPs and uh, the services. And um, a group here in Lebanon is uh, uh, starting a campaign against that to stop the monopoly and to advance uh, advance the speed of internet here in Lebanon because we need it. It's uh, it's uh, really very slow. It's the slowest of all countries, I believe. And it's very very. It's not cheap. It's very. Cheap. Very hard to get by the mass, by the masses. Well then, I guess so you're sure saying basically at this point, then the government hasn't taken any interest at this point in uh, censoring the internet in Lebanon. Um, um, no. Well, I guess. Uh, unless, Go unless, ahead. It, uh, unless it comes, uh, it sources Israel. Of course, Israel. If it sources Israel, there's a lot of problem. Uh, uh, most of the people here. Uh, uh, even if they want to talk to uh, uh, people from Israeli in chat, they are hesitant to do that. You know, there's something interesting about the Israel issue. Uh, I've spoken to members of uh, both the Palestinian and the Israeli chapter of the Zeitgeist movement, and they said they're actually very good friends, um, <laughs> which I, I was I was actually very happy to hear that. But they, they basically said that uh, they they don't, generally meet very much in public because they don't want to get in trouble, I guess is the way they put it, but overall um, that they, they do communicate and they do coordinate their efforts and uh, I, I hope, you know, I basically saw that as a, you know, that the Zeitgeist movement could perhaps be an important uh, issue of peace 
between different peoples who have had problems in the past. The resource-based economy uh, would solve, well, virtually all of the problems in that area. Well, uh, the conflict is not on the personal level, VTV. It's, uh, it's government, it's politics, it's that bullshit that's everywhere. It's not on the personal level at all. Well, uh, let me say, it's, it's, uh, it could be on the personal level and the way politics made it look like. Because, you know, if you, if you meet anyone in the Arabic, in the Arabic region, they, they would... Uh, they would hate and they get get it personal with the Israelis because that's what the pol polit uh, politics in their area made it look like. It, they always point fingers in any trouble. They always point fingers at Isra Israeli in the conflict. So it made this hatred go inside and make it personal. Do you want to add to that, Salma? Um, well, yeah. Um, there's this... Uh you know, direction in the whole Arabic world, and I think I'm thinking in Israel too that they have to hate the the other. They instilled in the media and the, the politics and everything, and um, people need to you know just take a take a look, uh, stick, make a stop and think about all this and think about that these people living there are just like themselves. Um, I mean, there's this uh, this French uh, photographer. I don't know if you've heard of him, who took his camera and went to the area of conflict there, and uh, just took photographs of random people, Israelis and uh, Palestinian, and then he put his pictures on the walls everywhere. And so, asked, asked people on the streets, uh, "Do you think this is an Israeli or this is a Palestinian?" And no one knew the difference. And they all thought, then, oh, this is, looks like a Palestinian. Oh, he's a brother. And oh, this looks like an Israeli. And in the end, no one knows the difference. Uh, and I think this, this same train of thought needs to be instilled in every one of us, especially in the Arab world. Um, yeah. Did anybody else on the call want to comment on that? Okay. Well, I guess that's it on that one. Um, now... As far as communication with people from other countries, I imagine that has to be kind of new. Um, obviously, I mean, just the fact that we have this radio show at all, I was just commenting in the chat room that uh, thanks to the advent of this technology, um, we can actually have a radio show where uh, we have people from so many different cultures on at the same time. The, the first episodes of V-Radio, I tried to have an international panel at all times um it's it's difficult because of the time zones um but either way uh i mean for example how often do you think uh people in your in respective countries would have interacted with anyone in the united states on a regular basis without the internet go for it gamo Well, actually, I I do not understand the question. How often? I mean, without the internet, you. I mean, I don't believe. Do you believe people in your? I mean, how often do you think people in your culture would have been able to interact with people from the United States in this meaningful fashion? It would never happen. It would have never happened if if it wasn't for the internet. That's definitely the power of the internet overall. Um, what yeah, do you think? We, uh, go ahead. If you had something more. Well, 
the the only the only way to to contact if internet uh, did not exist would be tourism you know uh people from the US coming to visit Egyptian pyramids monuments and this stuff and um it's not the same way it is with the internet now um i'm going to go ahead and ask you johnson uh same question only about turkey uh i'm agree with a friend and it's it's never uh, it's impossible to communicate uh, with the others not just america it's others and and i i want to add something uh you want to hear the uh, forbidden words go ahead in the internet uh that is uh, so like this sex a story uh, woman uh, forbidden uh, domestic uh, 31 adrian animal gay secret uh, ass hot blonde partner breed uh teen homemade so adult and fat and fire and escort and naked and g- growing beats x6 xn uh, fantasy and like this what what do you think of this <laughs> yes this is real this is not just Anyway, wow, crazy. In, in Turkish, church one means masturbating. I just want to add this. <laughs> so, and it, you're not allowed to say these things, or you might get in trouble. You could just be sitting there chatting on the internet innocently, and then all of a sudden the police, you know, bust down your door. Cause you're I, don't, the I don't think it works on chat, but uh, like when you when you will make a research on the internet like Google, I think it will be a bit like you have maybe trouble because. Uh, all the things with this word will be forbidden that you cannot have access to to have this internet site. You cannot see this page. So like all of this word like you cannot see anyway. And there are some problems in Turkish like they are using for example like this word but in different words, you know, like like third one thing was in different words but you cannot access to this website also. Like it's a stupid stupid way of this now, there was something I was going to say, and I just remembered it, but it was before we added our, our uh, panelists from Lebanon, but it just it occurred to me that none of you would even be able to watch the Zeitgeist. You would, would have never heard of the Zeitgeist movement if it wasn't for the Internet, and that's true of most people, really, but uh, the, the vast cultural differences, you know, that's an interesting question. Do you think the Zeitgeist movement website will be blocked in Turkey? That would be a question for either Johnson or John. Uh, there is a uh, so much noise. You get your on the Skype. On the Skype, that might be coming from a. Uh, anyway, you're you're not uh, coming I, clear, uh, VTV. Okay. It's, it's I can I can answer the question. Go ahead. Uh. uh I'm sure uh, they will close up the, the Zeitgeist moment of Venice Project site because uh, there is uh, some TV programs that I uh, watched. Uh, they they say that uh, the Zeitgeist moment is just bullshit and uh, it's all uh, Masons or Illuminati or some things. Uh, so so I, I'm will, I'm gonna make you sure that they will uh, close this. Uh, 
And, uh, uh, yeah, like this. Okay, so I guess then you were saying, I, I see what the problem was, by the way. And I apologize if any of you heard me uh, <laughs> yelling to my ex-wife to take my son out of the room. But um, in any case, uh, what I was going to say uh, was, you know, I guess, so then I mean, how are you even going to be able to keep in touch with you? Do you think they're going to block Skype too? Possible, but but uh, their tactic is uh, slowly, not just uh, do. Uh, they are uh, doing this uh, in six years, and uh, there will be a, a new choice in the uh, June. And if they uh, they are chosen uh, again, third uh, third uh, one, uh, I'm gonna make you sure that they will continue uh, to this. Uh, theocratic or uh, capitalistic uh, forbiddance. Uh, can I share something? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, about the Skype, they could they could literally block anything, even MSN. When they when they block, shut down the internet here in Egypt, they just they didn't just uh, shut Facebook down. They shut everything. At the beginning, they shut Facebook and Twitter down, and then later. Uh, after uh, minutes or hours, they blocked everything. I couldn't. I couldn't even reach any website from proxies because I couldn't use the internet. There was no MSN, no any contact, any app with internet that could operate at that time. You know, I don't, yeah, uh, connections connections were down. N not just uh, the service uh, or the access to some websites. The connections itself were down. Themselves were down. Well, like. But, uh, but Go ahead. Uh, but in the TV, uh, they, they always say uh, the Egyptians make the revolution uh, cause of the internet, and the youngs uh, use always internet. Uh, they uh, they find uh, some way to re uh, reach the internet, and uh, you say that is uh, just a lie. I I'm sorry. Was that a question to me? Yeah, the Egyptians that? one, yes. Oh, okay, go ahead. Can you please ask, ask, ask that question again? Uh, I watched in the TV, and they said that uh, the Egyptian youngs uh, use the Internet for the revolution, and uh, when revolution uh, goes on, uh, they used also. But you say that uh, everything was closed. Uh, it was just a lie about television or not? No, at the beginning of the few days, uh, it began. It began uh, on January 25th, and then they shut it down before the January 28th. But there are some people who who were outside of Egypt, who were Egyptian, who could who could use the internet to report some photographs that had been sent from other people by satellite via satellite or something. I don't know how or some hackers. But we were absolutely out of reach. Uh, we couldn't use internet for for for, for uh, days. Uh, after January 28th, but uh, but the way it happened, it it, it uh, they say that it spread through the internet. That's true because the the photos and pictures were all spreading via the internet and Twitter. But I don't know by by whom exactly, but the, by by certain activists. So that's I'm, I'm not sure that that's a lie. But how? Uh, what is the actual uh, situation of the internet right now in Egypt? It's. Uh, I think it's back to normal. I'm, you, I'm right now using the internet. Everyone, everyone is. Right. 
Any problems from uh, either of you, Salmo, Gaimo? Has everything been all right over there? As far as the internet? Yeah. Yeah, everything is back to normal. Um, no sites are censored, nothing. It's just the same. And probably a less presence of the uh, trolls, the government trolls that were everywhere before the revolution. When you say government trolls, obviously, I mean, I guess you mean people who are in the government who would just kind of attack people for being anti-government? Yeah, um, they were... Well, actually, they were paid to do that, and they would go, like, on Facebook and Twitter and everything make a shitload of fake uh, fake profiles and then start, you know, hey, uh, why are you doing this? Uh, our president is fine and blah, blah. You're trying to, uh, uh, you know, harm our security. We're living in a very good place and so on. Yeah, so they're attacking everyone who's anti-government, but it was uh, they were doing it quite stupidly. <laughs> That's interesting, actually. Um, that means, it, because especially I'll have to ask you, Salma, if you'd be willing to appear in my film about trolls, uh, because they're just uh, doing that over here. They're developing computer programs to do it at a massive scale to try to affect uh, public opinion. Um, that's why I said is that I think in the United States they're probably going to give up on regulating the Internet because it would just be a huge uproar. And instead, they're going to focus on uh, using the Internet as perhaps one of the most powerful tools of uh, propaganda ever. Because when you put out propaganda, you know, on the news, like, you know, it's very easy for a news company to lose its reputation. Like Fox News, for example, you know, uh, unless you're really conservative, you, most people already know that Fox News is full of dung. But... You know, if it's just uh, this massive group of, you know, anonymous people on the Internet, I mean, and I don't mean literally anonymous, but they could be pretending to be anybody. And the effect of conversation on the Internet is that if there's a bunch of people jumping on one person, it makes that person look like they're wrong, no matter what they're saying. And it's interesting that you said that, because that means that, uh, once again, it's almost as though these people are all working from the same playbook, you know, uh, you know, exchanging the same ideas, because that's what they were trying to do in Egypt, and it's obvious that that's what you know what they're attempting to do over here. You know, they claim that they're only going to use it in other countries, but I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not stupid enough to believe that that's what will happen. Um, you know, that they won't, they, because they, why wouldn't they use it over here? They're they're concerned about public opinion and all kinds of things. Uh, the same what? thing is true in China. They they call it the 50 cent army. If you say anything bad about China in Mandarin, then there are uh, people that are paid to attack you. Someone else wanted to talk. Yeah, I just wanted to comment. And and it doesn't. They don't need to to uh, to hire people to attack your point of views. It's the people. People will naturally attack your point of views if it attacks their social systems, their social status quo. They will themselves attack you. If you're if you're trying to criticize religion, people don't need the government to hire them to do that. They will attack you and, and sort of keep you uh, down or pressured by the, the by the opinions surrounding. They will always attack or criticize your opinion just because it criticizes the religious or the social point of view. They don't need to hire people for that. Right, but you know, even though you're right, and I, I guess, but in the instance with with Egypt, it was a matter of they were trying to create a false consensus. And uh, the idea with that is to try to make it look like you're the minority. It's an attempt to appeal to people's desire to be popular and not to be unpopular. 
Uh, and that's where the, the benefit is. That's why they call it an appeal to popularity. If you can make it look like a lot of people believe a certain way, then someone is going to be less inclined to admit that they don't agree. Um, that's why, if you remember from Zeitgeist Addendum, the economic hitman, you know, they would they would cause a coup in a country that was only a few thousand people, but if it's covered on the Internet well enough and the TV well enough, you can make it look like it's the whole country. That's why, uh, for example, when they conquered Iraq, uh, they had that situation where they had brought down the statue of Saddam, and the whole thing was a calculated psyop. Um, they, they don't even lie about it. It's, it's well known that there really wasn't that many people, uh, Iraqi people, standing there and they did all kinds of things with the cameras to make it look like there was just this giant crowd of people that were angry at Saddam and brought down his statue, when the reality is, is all of the work in it was done by the United States. They hooked it up to a tank, you know, things like that, to make it look like, you know, we were being embraced over there. And that's why I tell people it's it, propaganda is even more dangerous than censorship, because in censorship... They're not letting you talk about something, and then it's obvious you know there's a problem. In extremely talented propaganda, they just essentially will change opinion uh, without force, causing you to believe that you actually uh, changed your mind um, about a given topic. And we'll definitely touch on all of that in Troll, but the fact that it was done uh, in Egypt, you know, and that it's... It's you know in the United States it's just a rumor. I mean we know that they were working on the software, but they we don't we can't prove that they've ever used it on us. Um, but uh, the fact that it's confirmed, you know, that it was used in Egypt during those circumstances of unrest is, I think, very dangerous. Uh, now, for my Turkish panelists, I'm gonna start with you, John. Um, do you think that your government will uh, has or will continue to use the internet as a tool for propaganda? Yeah, and uh, the, the funny thing is in Turkey that um, like by using the capitalism, they're just putting like on the all of like all of enter, uh, enterprise of uh, news. They're always like the the man, the rich man who are just defending the government. So like when you're connecting to websites like the popular ones, they're just making propaganda. Like it's just duty of the news anyway, or TV. All of the news, like they're always like, just want to put something into the public's mind. Like you know, it's impossible that millions think the same thing, but by by using the media, by using the internet, by using the television, by using the radios, like the people has like millions have the same idea, and it's like when you see it, it's like impossible. You know, like they're just defending all of the same things, all of the like all of like nationalist things, all of like religious things and now also in in big uh popular uh websites of news there are always like uh the government's propaganda for like like showing like Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the Prime Minister of Turkey as a hero. So I think they will continue to this since they're just blocking the websites for against the government. Like the um like I think that they will block that case also. And uh, they will continue to do this, and they will continue to make propaganda of the, their government. And I think like it's a it's a big conflict in Turkey. So there really must be a power which will be against to to this website anyway. Like for uh, since two weeks or since one week, 
There are lots of people who are uh, making organized to make a big protest in Turkey, in Istanbul. I think there will be something because like the in five months, there, in three months, there will be elections in Turkey. And I think like the government uh, doesn't want to, don't want to lose the power. I think they will, I think it's my idea anyway. I think they will, they can change this uh, internet bump, but I'm not sure about it, but it's just for, for these elections. And I think after these elections, they will continue to ban all things. And just like Johnson said, like they just block Richard Dawkins' website. Richard Dawkins is a like, really like uh, famous uh, scientist, which is defining the evolution. And like the evolution is against the uh, Islam, the, to the Muslim religion. So like, it's, if it's so easy to block this website, I think they, they, will, they will continue to do it, to do this. You know, it's, <laughs> it's really scary. And I, I don't know that people in the United States would understand or appreciate how good they have it um, in that the, the worst that we have to deal with when it comes to the Internet is bad service. Um, and it, it's interesting, uh, they did an episode of South Park about this uh, where the Internet went down and, and uh, the film was made in such a way to be like a satire on the idea of like the apocalypse, like the world was over because there was no Internet. And, and people went to... <laughs> internet camps um you know where they could get to the internet a little bit at a time you know like and it was like a food line you know like a soup <laughs> kitchen so you could get to the internet um because people don't remember what it was like i'm in the the generation that remembers what it was like when there was no internet and nowadays i spend so much time on the internet i can't imagine not having it and um uh, but that's that's why I said that uh, I think that they've just recognized that they can instead, you know, use the internet as a more powerful tool to just change minds rather than trying to control the dialogue with an iron fist. Um, and it doesn't mean that that won't happen. I think that they've recognized that in the United States, uh, we are so brainwashed to accept whatever stupid talking heads say that. Uh, they won't even have to worry about it. They can control us better through uh, just saying lies over and over again. And that's one of the reasons in my film, I recognized when I was doing my research that there really is no way to protect yourself other than educating yourself about logical fallacies so that when someone's trying to deceive you, you can detect it. Um, yeah. And you know, it's, it does, uh, they don't have to. Uh, I, I think blocking the internet, shutting down the internet, is way more powerful because when they shut down the internet, they they uh, they restrict the sources from where you get the information. Like here in Egypt, they block the landlines, the 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 SMSs, the internet, and the only source we could have for a few days was only the TV, the TV channels. So even the opposition, you know, the the TV shows the opposition. Would only show. I, I don't. I, I mean, no filtered or not. But a lot of TV networks, a lot of TV were were airing the same dialogue, telling, trying to tell the protesters to stop and go home. So that was the only thing. I mean, we couldn't even know. I mean, the only thing for sure is either a friend of yours who went to Tahrir Square, or people who, or just get down from your house and go there, because we couldn't know what what is happening. Uh, and the only source was TV, and that's really dangerous because they would change your mind from that. And they would make it sound real or not, like 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 just like you said, uh, what they have, what they did in Iraq, 
for the few people who wrote down the statue for, uh, for Saddam Hussein, they also uh, showed a lot of pictures for uh, 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 for protesters who supported uh, the regime and Mubarak and his government here as well. Yeah, that's really dangerous. Now, uh, to our panelists from Lebanon, um, I, have, I presume, obviously, you said you haven't had any problems with the Internet there other than having a monopoly and only one company having Internet. I know what that's like because in certain portions of the United States, Comcast is the only company that offers Internet. Um, but they don't restrict it, although they're talking about trying to block torrents so that people uh, um, won't be able to download films and such. And they're also, uh, Comcast is talking about blocking the company Netflix because I have a Netflix account. It cost me like $10, and with it I can watch this huge library of films and TV shows and for a fraction of the cost of Comcast, uh, and they keep showing up at my door wanting to sell me Comcast, and I'm like, I already got my internet through you guys. I'm sorry, I'm not interested in TV. And they ask me why, and I'm like, why would I buy it when I could just go on Netflix and watch films streamed all day, you know, for <laughs> a tiny amount of the cost? I mean, it's like you could get cable here, and you end up, like, with hundreds of channels and still can't find anything you want to watch. But before I digress, um, now, when it comes to Lebanon, um do you feel that there is any propaganda being used by your government through the internet? Uh, to say, um, uh, I'm not sure. Maybe uh, because I don't uh, usually. Um, I know what I'm searching for. I know what I want from the internet. So sometimes I look to the columns at the right when I'm open a website, and there's a, a huge amount of uh, ads, uh, political ads and uh, um, other ads to ridicule or to uh, uh, vote for a specific uh, candidate or a specific uh, minister in, the, in Lebanon here or, or a political figure. Um, uh, I'm sure that in Lebanon, the m many people here are paid to offer a specific view. Uh, I know that for, for sure because... Uh, we have friends uh, who know friends, and we talk about this regularly in Lebanon here. Although some people are from different political views, but they exchange these uh, ideas and facts that uh, you pay this much to vote for a specific person. Uh, so as long as it's here in, in, uh, and we, we live that regularly, I'm sure that it's there in the Internet as well. As well. Right. Now that's... Uh, well, basically, we have kind of a, an interesting situation then because the Internet has become such a liberator, and I, and I keep thinking about that. It's, you know, it's possible that this may be the last show where I have people from Turkey on it because you, you may not even be able to access it. You know, they may block uh, TS3, you know, TeamSpeak, so you won't be able to attend international meetings. You know, it'll be one of the reasons that we haven't been able to establish a Chinese chapter is because it's very difficult to uh, reach people in China. I have a guy who every now and then would come on as a panelist or as a caller, and he has to go through all kinds of mess to be able to use Skype and talk to people outside of China. Um, he has to evade, like they have a, a national firewall that blocks a lot of things. Um, and... Uh, 
I don't think that they round people up and put them in jail for getting around it, but uh, overall, it's he said it's really tough. Um, and it, I hope that, especially since, I mean, we have a while until August, uh, that you guys will be in a position to, meaning the ones from Turkey, that you'll still have good communication with the Zeitgeist movement. Because, I mean, at this point, if you're evading it, you could get in trouble. You could go, you could get, you could go to prison for looking at the ZeitgeistMovement.com. That's just, it's insane. <laughs> have, uh, has anybody in Turkey thought of how they will handle things like this? I think there will there will not be trouble like going to jail because of this, but I I'm sure that they will have trouble like going to tribunals and stuff like that. But I don't think they will go to jail in Turkey. Like um, there isn't much people who are going to jail because of this. But um, yeah, like punishment for this kind of things is not so so hard for now. Right. But it's just it's just for now. I cannot think uh, for the future because. Day by day, they are they're uh, making forbidden the websites and like like there's there just two years ago they just like uh, for make forbidden some like for example you cannot drink alcohol in the streets and stuff like that so you know like the day by day they're just making the, the forbidden things more by more you know like and I I I, I don't know for the future but I, for now like it's not there isn't that any trouble for this because since they they just block YouTube. There was just like the prime minister of Turkey. Just he just said that like he can access to YouTube, but it was blocked. But he just meant that you cannot you can access to YouTube by changing the DNS. But you know, right? And so I th- I don't think there will be trouble like this for for now anyway. I don't know about the future, hmm. but for now there isn't any trouble for this. Like just to go to jail because of this. You know, uh, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh. For example, when I think of this, uh, I uh, I made that decision. For example, uh, they they say that they don't want to see a ch- child porn, but uh, when they say uh, in the internet child porn, uh, they don't do nothing. They just close uh, our eyes, that so we can't uh, see that situation. So th- that is not the solution. This is just uh, for- forbidden. This. Uh, for example, when uh, they uh, close up the uh, child porn sites, uh, the in the world uh, there will be again the child porns in real life. So uh, they just close our eyes. That is not the you know. They, they just they just they just use like this this kind of words like child porn, like or uh, sexuality or homosexuality that to to just have for the power you know. But it's just for the beginning. All of like all of forbidden things, they just start for this because there are some people on the streets, like lots of us. They're just against. We are just against the child porn. But like you know, like uh, oh. they just want to have the power like this, and they just make the beginning for this. And after they will continue to do this. After they start to burn websites, they will continue to do this. Like for, we just gave example of uh, Richard Dawkins. Uh, I think it's just uh, a situation about just a religion or uh, science, science or the social network. I I think it will be uh, for the economic too. For example, uh, I think in the future, in one year, uh, for example, there will be a, uh, there will be a propagandas uh, like a deregulation and about the capitalism and 
they they will uh, publish this uh, in this country and uh, the the government the prime minister uh, say that uh, individually he says uh, i want to uh, sell my country i want to do uh, uh, imperialistic world. he said that uh, we know this so uh, it is uh, that's just the beginning i want to say now there is a question. I, well, actually, someone else was trying to talk, and then I'll ask my question. Uh, was there someone else wanted to add? I just wanted to ask our Turkish fellows if these are expectations, or uh, or the, the government is is really planning to do that. They're really planning to like to uh, ban the internet sites. You mean? Uh, well, you you know. Banning uh, services like Skype, uh, Teamspeak, uh, political or social websites, uh, no, uh, stuff like this. For now, there isn't any. For now, there isn't any action for this. They're just uh, trying to block all of like sexuality things. But you know, like uh-huh. we are talking about this. The thing is like this. You know, like uh, when you when you just start to ban websites by using this kind of words. You know, like it's so it's so obvious that they're just using this word. They're just using this word to to start to buy something, because like when we just talk, internet is like it's so easy to communicate, and it's so easy to like. For now, there uh, there are lots of people who are trying to uh, make a big protest against this, and they're organizing from the internet, because it's so easy. Like on Facebook, there are like uh, twenty twenty uh, thousand people who just said yes, I will go to the protest. You know, it's so easy to take the news, and I think like maybe in the future that we're just talking about the danger of this, like the banning the social websites and things like things like this. Anyway, like uh, Facebook, for example, Facebook is uh, so popular in Turkey. Like there are millions of uh, millions of people who are using Facebook. So I think for Facebook, I think it will be more difficult because they just wanna they just wanna show the people that they just wanna don't wanna block this. I think because if they block Facebook. Lots of people will think that yes, like this government, they're just uh, not for the freedom because now they're using so much the word of freedom, but they're practically they're against freedom anyway, like banning websites or banning like alcohol or stuff like this. And uh, I think in the future it's possible, but for for now there isn't any uh, there is there isn't any danger for this, but right. Anyway, for, well, I mean, uh, do you think that they'll block social networks like Facebook? I think uh, maybe in the future, but not now, not so fast, because they're just doing this so slowly. You know, right, like the, the six, six years ago, six years ago, if people talk this, like everyone would be shocked. But now they just used to to take this this kind of blocks, and you know, like now, like there isn't really so much people who are just against this because they're using this, they're making this slow by slow, and now people really used to have this. And that's the problem. I think they're just making this so slowly, and like people just don't don't like uh, get the get the difference between the uh, between the before this government and after this government because they're just making this so slowly, and after day by day, they're always like banning like this. Now, uh, real quickly, then yeah, let me let me let me make one comment first. Uh, okay. When I was talking to my history teacher about. Uh, Nazi Germany and how they were able to 
do a lot of things militarily that you can't really do anymore. Like when they invaded Poland and took it so quickly, uh, he pointed out that communication was so much more primitive back then. You know, you had the radio, and that was it, uh, you know, because televisions weren't really, you know, happening then. So uh, that a lot of the, the things that we take for granted now, like, you know, if, for example, someone were to invade the United States, it would be all over the Internet. I mean, there's no way that people wouldn't know about it. But uh, back then it was as simple as bombing a radio station and then an entire area would go out, you know, as in nobody would know anything. And that allowed them to just roll their tanks in and take Poland. Uh, control of information like that, you know, is, is one of the things that allows them to, to do this. Now, uh, go ahead, uh, uh, Johnson, again. Yeah, yeah like uh, you just. Oh, I saw a news in television in a few days that uh, there is a, a discussion in a very, very big discussion in Twitter. Uh, that's why uh, they're they're trying uh, to uh, block this. And uh, I knew this uh, uh, in Facebook. Uh, there is some pages uh, about uh, you know atheism and the. Scientific uh, pages, and they are trying to uh, block this. And uh, I, I saw this uh, in their package and their blacklist uh, that is published. They they will do this, I'm sure. Okay. Um, now, um, uh, Mahmoud, you were saying that uh, they are also doing this in Saudi Arabia. Yes, uh, the uh, adult censoring is, is happening in Saudi Arabia as well for all adult websites, uh, as well as any any blog that would um, that would that would say critical points about the political issues that in Saudi Arabia as well. So not just sexual content, but also the political blogs. This the censoring, the criticizing uh, political blogs. So, yeah, it basically squelches all dissent, and uh, at that point it allows them to continue. Now, Saudi Arabia has a very controversial relationship with the neoconservatives in the United States, like uh, George Bush when he was president, uh, and there have been a lot of exchanges. Actually, I just remembered an important question that I wanted to ask earlier, and I didn't, uh, and this one goes back to uh, you, uh, Johnson. You were saying something about how people in your country look at, you know, the Zeitgeist movement as Illuminati or, or something. Now, is that like a mainstream thing? Like, do you guys, do you talk about the Illuminati in Turkey on a regular basis? or? Uh, yes. Uh, when uh, I say uh, people, uh, Zeitgeist movement, uh, they always say, uh, how do you know uh, they are uh, right? And they say always uh, they want to uh, scare people uh, with uh, showing their power. So uh, they, they are uh, talking that you are, uh, the Zeitgeist Movement crew of the uh, films are in the corporations, are with the corporations. They, they are claiming this all the time. Right. Now, would you say the same thing, uh, John? Actually, like in street zone, Turkey, like uh, actually for y'all, 
for young people, for students, university students, they all know about Zeitgeist movement. Like I can say that it's uh, so. There's so many people who knows about Zeitgeist movement and who have seen this on on internet. So, uh, but in in TV shows, like in, in TV shows, they're just saying something against the Zeitgeist movement because uh, they say that it's a propaganda of atheism of and Darwinism. So just just to make people to you know like just to put tell people that they're not uh, they're just atheists and stuff like that because when 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 you say to people that they are just atheist people who are doing this like it's just like you know they're using again the religion to to have prejudices prejudices to against the Zeitgeist movement so uh, like people don't but in for students I can say that it's positive because um, for students there are lots of people. Who just watch Zeitgeist and who agrees with it, but they're actually uh, they're not uh, politically active. They're just like uh, just watching and that's all. They're not making bodies. Like I said, it's because of Turkey anyway, because uh, because of history of Turkey. They just have fear to make make uh, to be a, a activist because on the, in the like 1980 there was a military control in Turkey and lots of people suffered so much. And now like in streets or like when there is something that you you don't ac uh, accept they just don't show the government that they don't accept like uh like in France there was a say like there was a one law who passed and in Turkey the same law passed in Turkey also in Turkey people did nothing but I came to France like there was like so strikes and all of people were in the on the streets and like my university it was in blockage uh, blockage in French it means that they they just block the university for the for the against the government and they have right to do this and like when I compare the France to the Turkey there are really uh, lots of difference between uh, for for independent things you know like here you can you can block the university anyway like um, like in France I can say like like there isn't so much uh, people who knows about Zeitgeist but in Turkey really like there are so much people who knows about Zeitgeist. That's interesting. Now, that's interesting. You brought up that, and it's something that somebody had asked me on Facebook to talk to you uh, people about in regards to the Turkish chapter. Uh, they said that the Turkish chapter is very passive. He says he only knows university students are trying to do something, but they are not really spreading out. It's mostly yes, that's true, actually. Yeah, well, and there are people like Harun Yaha or Ha. Yes, yeah, that's 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 how you know here that that Johnson talk the the religious man who blocked who made block Richard Dawkins website. It's a it's a religious man who is a who is defend who is against the evolution and who's who's making propaganda on the series. Was uh, he's known by the people, but people doesn't believe to him. I think so much, but people doesn't believe to evolution also in Turkey. But uh, anyway, he he has a bit power in Turkey, and he has books. And uh, all of books, they're really like big and so much quality. And like people, like I asked to question, like how how did he have money to do this? Like they just he just make books and he just gives to people. He just sent who he just sent to these two people, and it's just like so so many price so so uh, so, so less price. It's it's just cheap and like I just asked question, how did he manage to do this? And anyway, like as you said, like in university in Turkey, university students are active, like the but like uh, they're mostly communists. They're against to, uh, but always like they're just against to. Uh, there are so much people who are nationalists also because in Turkey, in education of Turkey, they're just making, uh, they're just giving the ideas to the minds. They're just 
making propaganda of nationalism. They're just nationalism in Turkey. They just have all of, always the, the founder of Turkey and same always the in the classes. They're the man who just uh, the founder of Turkish Republic. We say Mustafa Kemal Atatürk. We have always like his uh, picture on the class and people seeing him as a god. And uh, like I said, there is always like a religion class. So like there are lots of people who are just brainwashed and who are just nationalists. And like in university, there are always fights between communists and between uh, nationalist people. So like they, they cannot do so much things because like policemen, they just do nothing to nationalist students, but they're just attacking to communists. But uh, yeah. So in Turkey, like people, they just have fear to make politics, but it's just university students, I can say, and some workers, not all of workers, but the workers who are, have a syndicate, they're making a, some, they're trying to change something, but uh, it's not so much anyway. It's just university students trying to do something, but because of history that happened on military control, they just have fear to do, to to move. To, to protest because when when you protest something the just police attack to you and you just get beaten by the police so badly you just have like the pepper gas and stuff like that and they just have fear so basically it's not that they want to be passive it's just dangerous to be an activist in that situation yeah that's true that's true yeah like like <laughs> my dad anyway like uh, before the military control he was an activist and like he had suffered so much like he thinks still the same but he just do nothing and like there are lots of people and when I was a kid he was always saying to me like oh please don't be an activist like just just think yourself and just don't be like uh, don't don't do an action don't, just don't show to people yourself you know like he was always fearing because of the past and our generation now like uh, I'm now uh, 21 years old and our generation now they're really like a politics they're not thinking about politics, and there are some, some kind of people who are uh, thinking about this, but they're not really an activist because they're fearing from the government and uh, the things from the past because, they, like, all of their parents, they just teach to them like this. They just they just know about the, fe uh, about the past, and now, like, there isn't really so much movements in Turkey. Uh, I want to say something. Go ahead. Uh... You know, uh, the our prime minister Recep Tayyip Erdogan has said that if you if you are not thinking, there is no problem. And after uh, there is a uh, religion ministry in Turkey, and he they said that uh, the the freedom of thinking uh, is just a drug. If you if you uh, think so much, uh, you will uh, be in suicide. And uh, I want to say that uh, there is a uh, activism in Turkey uh, called uh, called uh, leftist, uh, but uh, the, the that people uh, are really against uh, the system, the monetary system, and the religious system, uh, something like that. And they are uh, very innovative, and I think uh, they are very close to uh, zeitgeist movements. But uh, they don't know uh, what is actually. For example, uh, I uh, I I'm reading uh, all the news in uh, left uh, news portal uh, in the Turkey, and uh, you can catch all the news uh, in the site. For example, but and the if thing you're is that like a, a liberal site or the religious or the conservative uh, page, 
you're, you're going to say just uh, filtered some news, just uh, fake always, or sometimes. What do you think about this? Well, you were going to add something, John. Yeah, and uh, the websites that Johnson talked about, um, on this kind of website, you can you can uh, access to all of news of the world, like all of the moments of the world. But on the website, the popular news website, they just don't give information about this. But from like leftist portals, leftist websites, you can you can see like all of the world movements, all of the things, all of the like uh, equality movements, all of like anarchists. They're just talking about anarchists also. They're talking about not just for communists. They're con they are talking about uh, all of movements in in the world. And so I think it's it's good, but uh, after the ban, internet ban, I think I, they will close that kind of uh, internet website. I think it's it's a bit sad because uh, they just wanna like make people to think what they wanna what they wanna give to the people, you know? Like they just they just don't want to people to have have uh, information about this. They're just blocking the independence. That that missed this anyway. It's just this. All right. Um, I actually. <coughs> have a personal question for the people uh, from the Egyptian chapter. I'm going to start with uh, Gamo on this question uh, because I don't really trust my own media in regards to this issue. I'm going to ask some Egyptian citizens about Egypt. Uh, <laughs> imagine that. Uh, what do you guys see for the future of Egypt uh, and your government? I mean, has anything been set up? I mean, I, the last I heard, the military took over and you were going to have elections. How's that going? Uh, well, yeah, we, we have uh, an army council. That's, an army uh, council? That's... Uh, <coughs> have have an army council. council. Somebody's got Somebody's their, got their uh, speakers, uh, speakers on. And on and sorry, sorry. <coughs> Go ahead. We have uh, the Army Council that's uh, in power now, uh, managing the government along with uh, a transitional or temporary uh, government. Uh, and uh, th that's quite good, actually. And uh, the, our, our best hopes for now is to have a good constitution, one like, like there in the USA or in Germany, and actually, you know, uh, I do not see this as uh, the best we can get, but at least it, it will be much better. Whatever it is, it will be much better than it used to be with the ex-government and the ex-president. Um, so, yeah. What do you think, uh, Sama? Uh, well, yeah, as Gamma said, it's um, better than before, but um, uh, I fear that they're, you know, moving on quite the same steps. Not not as bad as the same regime, the ex-regime, but um, still some major problems. There's some, some major political problems and the... Uh, and approaches towards, for example, um, uh, towards energy. Um, now we're trying to substitute, for example, using um, gas for natural gas for energy for, with nuclear energy instead of using this, this huge, enormous uh, renewable energy resources we have and working on that. But um, I'm hoping that we can we can work this out somehow. Um, 
I see some faces in the government that um, that maybe they can, you know, um, give us a better future and move us actually towards, well, what is somehow close to a resource-based economy. But I think that's our role now that we here as activists in the Egyptian chapter to actually take what we learned and what we we've we've learned here through the movement and through Venus Venus projects and everything and start to spread it around and start to you know apply it all around us um one way or another so, yeah Mahmoud, did you have anything to add yeah i i agree with the, everything that Selma said uh, and i want to add that uh we really uh I, it is important for uh, for Zeitgeist members here in Egypt to spread the word, and that's why we're having a meeting, uh, and uh, and probably next week too, because we want to transform the thoughts into actions. I mean, all people now, right now, feel like they're uh, after uh, after this this revolution, feel that like they're uh, trying to to do something good, but they just lack the the path or the knowledge, and that's why we should. Uh, we should work on that. We should work on providing them the knowledge or source of information. Now, uh, our fellow from um, it's Radical Spirit Link on Skype, and I, I keep forgetting your name, but you, you put a question here in the chat. Uh, do you want to go ahead and elaborate on that? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I was thinking uh, that in, just to, not to get to the point where the whole Internet is banned and... Uh, we get stuck in, uh, in uh, there's no communication between uh, between the sick people. That we should do something now about that and start to educate people that there may be uh, sanctions on the internet. Probably this will start uh, to uh, get people more to know, and maybe later uh, something can be done to stop the to, to stop this uh, imprisonment, to stop the sanctions on the internet. Just in case something really bad happens in the near or far future. Right. Um, well, I guess, what do you guys think of that? Anybody well, want to come? I'm, Go ahead. I don't know if um, demonstrations will, will help with that, but uh, I, I personally think that we need to to take all our knowledge off the uh, virtual world and start heading into the streets and they will create their own revolution um, um the demonstrations helped here in egypt to you know enforce a new regime and government and everything but i don't know if they'll they'll continue to make a difference and i i don't know if uh if demonstra uh demonstrations are actually a solution right now right Anybody else want to comment? Anybody from Turkey? All right. I'll take that as a no. Um, <laughs> uh, that being said, uh, we're coming down now to the last uh, 17 minutes or so, which is not like any real damage. And I, I feel badly because I think I told you guys the show was going to be a little bit uh, shorter but with such a large panel, I extended it, and uh, I want to thank you all for uh, um, coming on tonight, and I look forward to more broadcasts where I can call on an international panel for sure. Um, I guess, 
you know, it's interesting. I mean, do we have an official chapter in Egypt yet? No, not official, but um, because we don't have many um, active members. We have many members, but not active. Um, but, um, yeah, we will start in it, and we want to have an official chapter, but once we actually get our grip on everything, and, uh, yeah, so hopefully we'll, that will be soon. Uh, I wonder uh, if you uh, visit the other countries for uh, make a conference or like this? Would I physically visit other countries? Yes, physically. I'd love to if I could afford it. <laughs> because because I want to see uh, the Zeitgeist crews or the Venice Project uh, people in my university. Well, I know Jacques and Roxanne would probably. Did they go to Turkey? I don't remember. They went to so many countries. Yeah, they they uh, they came here, but uh, when it's time, I don't know the moments or the project. Well, I know if a uh, university is willing to pay their expenses, you can usually make that happen. If it comes down to it, let me know, and I'll get in contact with them for you. Um, okay. It would be great if we could ever get them to Egypt. Um, I guess, you know, it's you know, I know that there are a lot of Egyptian, at least, well, I don't want to say a lot, but I interact with several members of, you know, the of the Egyptian chapter on TS3. It would seem you guys would be able to get a... a a chapter together I think that would be great now is there a what about the Turkish chapter how active is it or is there one uh, Turkish chapter is uh, just per separated in cities uh, for example uh, Iz Izmir uh, is uh, most active for example they are uh, meeting uh, all uh, Sundays and they are uh, doing some festivals uh, they are go meetings or something and they have uh, they have done the Z Day uh, to uh, 2011 in 2000, but in, in Istanbul, uh, the big bigger city uh, in Turkey, uh, there was a, a group of uh, people that uh, is uh, attractive about uh, Zeitgeist movement. But uh, I think it's uh, it's just uh, possibilized. But uh, I'm working on it uh, to. Uh, move the situation. Now, uh, what about Lebanon? Do we have a chapter in Lebanon yet? No, not yet. Uh, we're uh, we're almost uh, 15 guy, uh, guys and girls here. Uh, we did a couple of screenings and we're uh, we're going to start a new website. We we haven't decided what the content would be. We thought we'd make something more interesting, a bit of uh, animation, but we we're not uh, we haven't decided yet what the content may be. Uh, maybe we'll do just a, a, a simpler version now, and then we'll add up to that. We'll add later uh, more in, uh, more animation and more um, dynamic stuff. Well, I have to say it's been great having all of you on V Radio tonight. I want to thank you for staying up a little later than we had originally discussed, and. Um, it's been a great conversation, um, and, you know, you people in the Turkish chapter stay in touch, you know, uh, and also I'd love to see you guys start your own radio shows. We need radio shows in Arabic, 
if anybody needs any help, like with learning the technology or, or all that, I'll be happy to help them. I've been trying to get people in other languages to start shows um, because we, we need to be able to have more dialogue on this that people can listen to that maybe is more geared directly towards the values of your individual countries and cultures. Um, so I look forward to that in the future. And if everyone else is interested, you know, um, basically just get a hold of me. You can check it out at my website, v-radio.org. Um, there I can, you know, you can get a hold of my contact information. And um, to those of you who are listening now, uh, as far as, like, if you're interested in the issues in the Middle East, although it's kind of out of date now, I have my original interview with Gamo, uh, Zeitgeist Egypt uh, from back when the problems were going on there and uh, I look forward to basically developments in the future with the Middle East and the fact that I'm able to have this conversation you know, I keep coming back to that and I don't think people really grasp it, they take it for granted but the notion that I would ever even speak to anybody while they were in Egypt or in Lebanon or in you know uh, Turkey, it just wouldn't have happened. Like you guys said earlier, the Internet is changing the culture of mankind in a way that I don't think it'll, I mean, nothing will ever be the same. You know, I talk to uh, people from Russia on a regular basis now that I would never have spoken to. We're able to come together in ways that we never would have in the past, and I hope that that can help to bridge the differences and help people understand one another. Because the majority of the problems that we have in this earth are generally because of, you know, massive amounts of misunderstanding. So, that being said, uh, we're now down to 11 minutes remaining. I want to go ahead and uh, give everybody an opportunity to say, is there anything further that you would like to add to the conversation before we go? Yes, uh, I would like to point out uh, the emphasis that uh, for all the Zeitgeist movement, uh, that we, uh, I, I'm not a technician, but I mean, we should work out on, on a way to, for communication in case something bad, like uh, like in case they shut down the internet uh, in other countries, it, it would be really hard for, for, for groups in the, in, the, in the same country to get, uh, to get connection with each other unless physically or otherwise, I, I don't know how so. So that's why uh, I'm trying. To, uh, uh, I'm saying that we should work out on a on a way to um, to create a, uh, a, an alternative communicate uh, communication way in case uh, the internet got shut down. Well, yeah, that's definitely true um, because we do have that danger. We've we've talked about that in the past. Uh, different. Um, Oh, and it's oh, and it's not on TalkShoe, Gamo. It's on Blog Talk. I apologize for the brief change there. Uh, bulletin board systems were essentially the beginning of the internet, where you have a computer that sits around and answers phone calls, uh, where computers would talk. It's it's like I'm talking about a calculator as far as the difference in technology level. But a uh, bulletin board system, you you basically have a computer that sits there hooked up to a modem that uses the phone lines. Uh, and then you connect to the computer, and it allows you to sometimes, like if there's two phone lines hooked up, you might be able to chat with another person. <laughs> this is how simple this was. Otherwise, there would be message boards and uh, other ways for people to interact, file sharing. Um, 
And I don't know how well that would work because obviously you have to use the phone lines and the phone lines can be uh, inhibited or tapped in, you know, in different ways as well. But that would be my gut instinct would be the next step that you would have to take. And that's one of the reasons why when people are asking us why we focus so much on spreading awareness, uh, spreading awareness right now is going to be way easier than it ever will after any form of collapse when there is no internet. We have to take this opportunity that we have where communi communication exchange, um, you know, communication exchange is as easy as it is now. We have to take advantage of this while we have time. Now, did anybody else have any commentary on that? Yeah, anyway, like, um, I want to say that when when the, the ban appeal against the internet websites will uh it will be on 22 August and I think like I actually I'm sure that they will close the Zeitgeist movement's internet sites also since they closed like Richard Dawkins or like some 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 websites against them their ideas I think they will actually close the Zeitgeist movement which is like being a bit more popular in Turkey and we can hear that on TV shows and stuff like that so I think it's sure that they will uh, they will close it. So we <clears throat> so we have we have to uh, find a way to communicate, like Mahmoud said, and it's it's so important for for me. I think actually, like I'm not doing in Turkey anymore, but uh, for Turkish activists, it's so important to because internet is the easiest way to communicate. But I I don't think they will they will close they will ban the Skype. But anyway, like they are doing this so slowly and. Days by days, like they're making making these bands more. So I think like uh, like as movements and some actors like on Turkey also they have to figure out this problem. Uh, well, if you are expecting something like something like that, you gotta accelerate the process of awareness. Uh, spread everything, talk about everything, take it as public as possible if it is gonna fall anyway. Um, here in Egypt, they they did shut down almost every single way of communication. They arrested people who worked as organizers between groups, uh, between protesters uh, within uh, the streets. Uh, they totally shut down the internet, uh, phone lines, every single way, every single way of connection. But it was already started and they could not stop it whatever they did you know right what do you think Salma? yeah I'm with Gamma on that um, you have to take everything you know and hit the streets with it and uh, hopefully we can manage a way, uh, another way of communication in case that happens but yeah you should Spread as much as you know, as Gamu said, um, uh, with the revolution, everything, the plans were already set, and it was expected they would do, they would cut our methods of communication. But uh, at that point, it didn't matter because we already know all we needed to know, and nothing else mattered. So um, yeah, you have to take all the awareness you learn and learn more uh, while you're on it, and um, figure out ways how to apply it in your communities, and you know, start. Um, acting. Yeah, that's all. 
You know, that's something that you said um, real quickly. I heard somebody get ready to talk. I just want to point this out. What you said about getting off the Internet and getting out in the streets is something that I think is very important. Uh, there was some controversy recently because Peter Joseph is talking about turning off some of our communications mediums or making them very regulated to specific tasks. And his reasoning for doing it is that we, we spend so much time on the Internet just talking about things and we don't go out and do enough work. And I think that's that's very true. And, and there are people who are like, oh, the sky is falling as if the movement only exists on the Internet. You know, the movement is in your local chapters. The movement is in, you know, your your actual work on the, you know, in the streets, which, you know, it's not to say that the Internet activism is, is useless because obviously that's silly. But we do need to focus more on, on getting out and active. Now, who was next who wanted to speak? I heard somebody uh, inhaling. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, tomorrow, uh, there will be a movie uh, in Turkey uh, called After the Revolution. Uh, it's about uh, uh, the future, uh, you know, imaginative uh, social revolution in Turkey. But it's important uh, for to understand uh, how we can make uh, better uh, our country uh, because it's important uh, you can uh, follow this film uh, because it, this film is uh, very uh, close to uh, Zeitgeist movement and uh, maybe related in uh, resource-based economy and uh, I'm I'm in the uh, economic uh, faculty in uh, university, and when I was talk about the uh, economic uh, symptoms or uh, pathology, and uh, they don't just accept it because uh, they are just uh, want to find uh, some little problems in the economy, and and they just uh, want to solve that with the uh, law system. But uh, I'm all, I'm always uh, talking about uh, the the nature of the uh, monetary system is about the collapse. So uh, we we have to uh, talk about this uh, money system to people because they don't want to. They don't want. Uh, they don't know this because uh, the professor uh, or the teachers even uh, don't know uh, what is money. Uh, so uh, they just uh, they just they just don't know how to fix it and they can't answer me. For example, I have uh, done a uh, you know a orientation in my class and everybody shocked. They never uh, uh, know even though. Uh, for example, the half of the population uh, are doing with the two dollars in a day. They don't even do, uh, know this. So uh, I, I asked them uh, how they can explain the economical situation without the, knowing the social uh, structures in the uh, world. So uh, we we have to improve this uh, informations. In the university, this is so important. Well, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what you know you guys get done along those regards and get those chapters started. I want to see you guys at international meetings representing your countries. You're all very articulate, very intelligent, and you have a view of the world that is not available to us normally. The Middle East is something that is subject to so much propaganda. It would be like trying to learn about Soviet Russia during the Cold War. 
or if you're in Soviet Russia at the time to learn about the United States. So it's important that you add the Middle Eastern perspective to things. I think that the world has a lot to learn about what's really going on uh, from all of you, and I want to thank you all for being on today. Um, so thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of V Radio. Please visit my website, vradio.org, v-radio, or v-radio.org. Uh, there you can find archives of shows like this one, my must-see TV list of free documentaries you can watch online, on the Internet, streaming um, from various places I've collected them from. Uh, you can consider a donation if you want to support my efforts. Uh, you can click the Donate button for that. Or if you were going to buy a movie or a book, you may find it in my Amazon store, and I get a little kickback. I'm not really pushing that too hard, but if you were going to buy it anyway, why not? And I've still got the uh, T-shirts and stuff that say, This shit's got to go. <laughs> with Jacques Fresco on them. So um, that's actually a, a project I'll have to ask all of your help with is eventually I want to make a video with people from all different countries saying that in their native language. But thanks for tuning in to V Radio. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Right. Bye.